mean, I've been around some really great male teachers who've helped me accomplish a lot of things in life, but this was something that just felt really uh, scary to me. And so I wanted to do it in an all female environment. And um, I'm really glad I did because there were some aspects of what Maui Surfer Girls does that really, really empowered me on the water. Welcome to the Crossing It Off Podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. I am super grateful that you're joining us today for this episode of the Crossing It Off Podcast. As many of you know, if you've listened to this show at all, community is a very important piece of the bucket list lifestyle for me, as it is the intention that I've set for my list to be about community. And especially right now in my life, if you can't hear it or not, I had a stroke three weeks ago, and my community has come through for me to encourage me, to lift me up. And today's bucket list story has some of that same experience. Because she found community through crossing an item off her list. Now that community needs her help and yours. I'm excited for you to hear the story. Sad that it comes when it does. But if it impacts you at all, I ask that you go to the show notes. Find the GoFundMe page for this amazing group of women that are making an impact in the world. And right now, desperately need your help. Let's start crossing it off. This time, I'd like to welcome my bucket list storyteller. Her name is Holly Williams, and she describes herself as optimistic, enthusiastic, creative, and energetic. Holly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Roger. I'm really excited to be here. Great. I'm happy to have you. Tell us, what did you cross off your bucket list? I learned to surf. Okay. So... If you don't live by the ocean, sometimes that can be rough. So yep. just let us know what, it, you know, where were you in your life when you decided that you want to put this on your list and why surfing? Oh my goodness. So this has been on my list since I was 16 years old and I watched the movie Gidget. Okay. <laughs> my mom showed me this movie and I just thought it was so fascinating. This girl was surfing. So I became obsessed with it and learned uh, at the time we didn't even have the internet. I'm dating myself, but I took out books from the library and like learned about surfing. And, and my sister and I actually broke our bed with an ironing board. (laughs) (laughs) We were copying what Gidget did in the movie. We took an ironing board and put on the bed and jumped up and down on the bed to simulate waves. So it was something I really wanted to do when I was a a child or teenager. And then, you know, you get you get married, you have kids and life and responsibilities. And some of those dreams go to the back burner. So um, it was really this, um, I guess, last year, I just, I don't know, something just came over me. I'd, I'd always wanted to surf. I'd been watching Maui Surfer Girls, who puts on a, a week-long surfing program. And I'd seen them for about three, four years. And I was always on their list. And I'd say, oh, well, maybe next year I can go. And I just decided, you know what? I need to make this happen. And so I just hit the buy now button. (laughs) So go back a little bit. What was Mm -hmm. that, that when you were that little girl that you were, became fascinated with this activity, what was it about surfing? You know, besides just watching another girl do it, what, what was it for you that was like, ah, I need to do this. Wow. That's such a great question. Um, 
I think for me, like, so I lived nowhere near an ocean. <laughs> and so uh, some of my best family childhood memories are, you know, going to see the ocean for the first time. And I was so fascinated by riding waves, you know, just body surfing. And I was like, what would that actually feel like to ride an actual wave? And it looked very adventurous. And um, it looked like, what's what's the worst that could happen? I fall in the water, you know, <laughs> like uh, I live I live out in the Alberta Rockies and snowboarding is like when you fall, mm-hmm. like you hit the oh, ice yeah. in the snow. And so um, the idea of surfing and trying that looked just very appealing to me. That's awesome. So you get to this point where you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. You, you press the buy now button, like you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what preparation did you do? Uh, obviously you're not surfing up in the Canadian Rockies. So <laughs> <the> way- <laughs> How did you go about finding the opportunity and making it happen? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's one of those things where you're you've always dreamed about it. You know, like I always watch surfing movies. I'd always watch surfing videos. They'd be on my YouTube feed or whatever. And so I think I eventually just started looking online. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's like anywhere that like girls can learn to surf, you know, or women can learn to surf. And I stumbled across the Maui um, Surfer Girls website. And I really liked the idea of just doing an all women's uh, surf camp, mainly because I just thought if I was around men, I'd be so intimidated Mm. just because I would feel so small and I wouldn't know what to do. And, And I mean, I've been around some really great male teachers who've helped me accomplish a lot of things in life. But this was something that just felt really uh, scary to me. And so I wanted to do it in an all female environment. And um, I'm really glad I did because uh, there were some aspects of what Maui Surfer Girls d- does that really, um, really empowered me on the water. And so you you said, how bad could it be? Because you snowboard, but then at yeah. the same time you say you were scared. Well, where'd the fear come from? What were you afraid of um, um, after you pressed the buy now button? You know what? That's Oh, you're asking such great questions. Um, So it's so interesting that you have this dream for a really long time and you build it up in your mind. And then when you actually go to do it, you're scared. And it seems so ridiculous to me to be scared. And this actually happened to me on day two out on the waves. Um, I, I, got up, you know, they taught you how to get up. And I was so eager to do it. I had been practicing all night. I had been like visualizing all night, how to do the stand up, everything. And I went out and stood up. And then of course, one of the things that they teach you in surfing is that your head weighs seven pounds. So as soon as you look down, like your whole balance, everything's gone, right? You're tossed. So I got really tossed by a wave. And then I got back on my board And I sat there and I like just burst out crying. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like I'm in Hawaii. It's beautiful. I'm learning to surf. Why am I crying? And I just didn't realize like how much I wanted this dream and how Mm -hmm. much I had this expectation that I should be awesome right away. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was like, oh, like this is like, and logically I could walk myself through like, hey, this is a part of the learning process. You know, you're going to make mistakes. But I just didn't realize like how much I really wanted to do this. And I wanted to do well at it until like my second ride out that day. (laughs) It was awful. And I was crying in the ocean. 
Yeah, I think that we can all experience that when there's something, like you say, that we so desperately want. I remember the first time I traveled to Thailand, I was with uh, some college students and I was older and was taking them there and I had never been there. And we got to Bangkok almost like a 1130 midnight and I was sharing a room with with one of the students and we were in this hotel and we stayed up all night long because we were just so excited and so you know, jazz that we were there. And at the same time, a little bit of fear. We were looking down at the street below us and around five o'clock, we noticed hundreds of people just like funneling into these side oh. alleyways. And, <laughs> and he said, we should go down and check that out. And I'm like, I'm not sure if we should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should go. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it. And we, we were definitely a spot that we shouldn't have been, but we were fine. But, but at the yeah. same time, it was like, everybody was looking at us like, what are you guys doing here? So yeah, I, I think we all have, you know, some of those fears, whether it's learning a skill or even just traveling that, that, that can come about. Absolutely. How did you transition? You you picked Maui. Yes. So you yes. so you flew to Maui. What was the experience like once you got once you landed in Maui? How did oh that goodness. go with the tour company and and all that? Yeah. And, and with the Maui uh, surf girls. Yeah. Well, first of all, it, I just like could not believe I was getting on the plane. Like the <laughs> whole time, I kept looking at my ticket and I was like, I'm really going. Like this is really happening, you know? Because I, it's been something I've wanted to do my whole life. So. So landing in uh, Maui was a really unique experience. I got a, an Uber and there was somebody who picked me up and he's like, oh yeah, I've just moved here. You'll find out that everybody's just moved here, yeah. and which was true, which was true. I ran into so many people who had just moved to Maui or had been living there for less than two years, which was really exciting. There's just a lot of people to meet, but Maui Surfer Girls was a really incredible experience because it is like all paid, like all week they they do not let you lift a finger like the only mm. thing you lift is your surfboard because <laughs> um which was really great because I'm a, I'm a single mom I have three kids I also had two um exchange students living with me so I was looking after a lot of people and almost didn't get on the plane because there was you know different drama happening with the students and with my own son and my eldest daughter who's 20 was like I will push you onto that plane <laughs> you have to go that's a good There's, daughter yeah. And, and Maui Surfer Girls, they had a policy that you couldn't cancel, mm. which was really great because I just I knew I couldn't back out of it. And yeah. um, so anyways, they they picked me up uh, from I had stayed at a hostel the night before and they picked me up and drove me there. And the cabin you sleep on is right on the beach, mm. like literally right on the beach. I fell asleep every night to just the waves and they do all the food. They have these really unique uh, things. Uh, one day they had a massage uh, on the beach that we got to do after, I think it was a like day three after surfing. Um, then they also had uh, one night we went uh, on a catamaran and we got to see dolphins and I got to see humpback whales, which was, it was crazy. One just like went right underneath our boat and mm. I thought I was going to lose my mind because it was just so beautiful. And then one of the things that they did, which I actually thought I was going to hate it, they they said, hey, you know, you're coming here as um, a, a visitor and a guest to Maui. So we've actually arranged that um, you're going to do a service project here. And I was like, I am on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually turned out to be one of the most favorite events that um, wow. all of the women. So it's a very small group. It's 12 group, 12 women in this group. 
but we went and we went to this parcel of land that they're um they take away anything that is not native and not native plant to Hawaii or if it has been introduced it has to have a purpose so we got to clear the land we got to um learn so much about the Hawaiian culture and just the way that Hawaiian farming is done which they mm. do according to the moon so we were there on a planting day and so it was just this incredibly rich experience to learn about Hawaiian culture and I did not expect to have all these added benefits. Uh, I, I really would have been happy if I'd just gone and surfed, you know, for half a day every right. day. But I got to do all these incredible things on Maui that's really secured Maui in my heart as a, as a special place. So I take from what you've said so far, this was a, a solo trip. You didn't go with anybody. You didn't know any of these other 12 women. You just right. went. Yeah. Yeah, I just went. So there's a couple reasons I just went by myself. Um, one is that, um, so as I mentioned, I'm a single mom. I've I've been divorced uh, now for four years. And I just really want to model to my children what it looks like to live a full life without a partner. And that that is um, something that you can do fully and it can be really exciting. Um, the second thing was that it was kind I'm. I've kind of got this like preparation plan in place. I've got about four years maybe until my son is out on his, you know, my last child is out and yeah. moved out. Yeah. So I've just been in a lot of circles where um, that is a really hard season for some women when their children leave. And I'm, I'm a really invested parent. I really love parenting. Uh, but I also recognize that I don't want to have this gaping hole in my life when they leave. I want I I know it'll be tough when all my children are gone, but I think that there's things I can do now to prepare myself to also just start developing a life that's my own and some things that are really my own. So that was kind of the first marker for me. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know what? This is going to happen. So what can I do to to start to prepare myself? And so Hawaii was like my first like plant the flag in the ground and say, okay, I'm I'm going to start building this life that's that's going to be, a, you know, me eventually as my kids uh, move out of the house. Yeah, I think it's super important. You know, it's great to realize that at some point, especially in your stage where it's you're, you're almost empty nest. But I also think it's really important for people to figure that out even earlier, right? Which is yeah. a great example to your kids that, you know, yes, you you may wind up with a partner, you you know may have this life, you may have children, but you you're still a person. Yeah. You're still the individual human and you know, and you still have those dreams. Right, right. And and this this idea of I don't think we need to be about instant gratification, but we also need to be about taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. and finding that joy the whole time. Not not yeah. like, you know, for, for me it was I was turned 50, right? And I finally decided after a heart attack that uh, this was what I was gonna, you know, I'm gonna start taking care of myself and making my own, making my own way and doing the things that I always wanted to do. So, yeah, I think the earlier folks can find that, the better off we'll all be. Yeah. Uh, 
Here at the Crossing It Off Podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. I agree. And I think, well, I think sometimes like, you know, I used to regret like, oh, I should have done this when I was younger, but there's just, there's some things that are more important to you Mm -hmm. because of who you want to be and how you want to be. And so putting that dream on the back burner isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, yes, carpe diem, (laughs) seize the day, no one's promised tomorrow, but sometimes things come at the exact right moment. And I, sure. I think that's all right too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I walked the Camino de Santiago and it was like, I, I would never have wanted to do that any other time than I did because of all the people that I met who I have still friends mm-hmm. with around the world. You know, that was the time I needed to go. But at the same time, it's like, I waited 11 years to, to go do that. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I did it when I did because then I met those people. But at the same time, it's like, you know, for me, a bucket list, you're not emptying the bucket when you cross things off. You're actually filling it up with your own joy. And so as you do I that, love that, as you do that and you fill that up, your bucket starts spilling over and that joy spills over into lives of other people. And so whenever you can start doing that at whatever level, right? I, you know, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a huge fan that every bucket list item has to be a, a massive trip or a right. grand, grandiose tour around the world or anything, but just reminding yourself that you, you know you're a human you have wants desires needs and that you know we all you know we can't we can't put the mask on somebody else if we don't put the mask on us first you know the old yes. airplane thing so yeah so that's my agreed thing. all right let's get back to surfing so yeah, yeah let's talk about it <laughs> okay so describe you were there for a week i was yeah and so what was really neat is the education level actually that goes into Maui Surfer Girls. So they're actually rated, I think, one of the top or the sec top three for sure um, teachers out of all the islands in Hawaii. And they have a very unique way of teaching you how to get up on your board. And they also teach you a lot of ocean awareness, which was nice. really incredible for me to learn. And so, like, yeah, like right away we were getting up on our boards and. Um, for, for me, I, I had a lot of lessons out on the ocean. The ocean teaches you a lot. And what was really unique, again, about being in this incredible group of women is that, you know, none of these people knew me. And, and we had such an amazing group of people. We had, I was in the women, uh, the cabin with um, a woman who was a, a lawyer, and she was in her late 40s. And then another lady who was in her 50s. And, you know, I remember when she told me she was 50, I was like, I can't believe you're 50. You're amazing. <laughs> and she she had, was somebody who had had uh, chronic health issues and um, got off gluten. And then it totally changed her life. And she, because she had missed out on things, she was like, I'm not missing out on anything. And she just, she is such an inspiration to me. And uh, I really got to know those ladies well, because they were in my cabin and and connecting but what was so cool is that there was also these girls who had come from university. So they're, mm-hmm. you know, younger, there was women uh, who are quite professional. There are women who are at different stages of their life. And it was such a special group of people. So what was neat for me was that nobody knew me and 
I was just, you know, I was just authentically myself, but just to see the way that other people saw me uh, was so refreshing because they were all like, you're so fearless. And I'm like, have you met me? Like, I, was, I am freaking out all the time. But they they saw me as this fearless person because when when the waves would come and I, I finally started to learn the, to read the waves, I was like, I'm going for this. And I just go for a wave. And, um, and that to them, they saw it as fearless. And to me, I'm thinking, do you know how much I paid in sacrifice to be here? I am not missing any waves. <laughs> So it was just really incredible to have yourself seen a different way Mm. by really incredible people. And it just, that really changed my confidence quite a bit. So that was one of the really powerful lessons I had on the ocean. Um, The second powerful lesson that I had out on the ocean was that I was made for hard stuff. Mm. Like, and this really surprised me, but my favorite moment of surfing is uh, when you start to paddle and you're starting to, you know, learn how to do it, you have to start looking over your shoulder, you know? And so when I first started doing that, they're like, okay, look over your shoulder. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see the wave. And then you start looking and you're like, and it's getting bigger and it's really huge. Oh my goodness. But like, I love that. I love watching just this wall of water just rise Mm -hmm. right up. And I'm just like, I am going to ride this. And I, that really surprised me. I didn't, expect to love the I guess what you call the adversity of the wave I I didn't expect to love that and so that was really surprising for me and then the third lesson that I learned that was really powerful was when we sat down at the beginning before we even got in the water they explained that when um when explorers first came to Hawaii um there's documents of this there's journaling there's paintings of this um, that the the men or the Europeans came and what they observed were uh, naked women surfing on the water. And some show them standing, some show them sitting, some show them kneeling. And so how they described it at Maui Surfer Girls is that um, surfing is often seen as a sport, but truly it is a form of self-expression. Mm-hmm. So if you need to stand, if you need to kneel, if you need to lie on your board, This is about you expressing yourself. And so just having that at the very, very beginning totally changed my mindset about what I was doing. And it was really about me learning how to express joy out on this board and water. And so it was just life changing to be able to stand up, smile, you know, throw a shaka at my friends while I'm finally riding a wave. And um, just the encouraging and supportive environment of all these women shouting and screaming at you because you're standing up or you're riding a wave or you're learning to turn on the wave was really, really powerful. And And it was cool to realize I was joining a line of women who've been expressing themselves on the ocean for years and years and years. That's awesome. When you told your friends and family back home, that you were going to go do this. What was their reaction? What was their, <laughs> did they think you were crazy? I, did they like, I actually oh, yeah, didn't go do it. tell a lot of people. Oh, wow. I was, I was pretty tight lipped about it. Um, mostly because I think I just, I just didn't want anyone to try and talk me out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think they would have, you know, I think my friends would have been like, go for it. But it was, again, I think I got a little in my head on it. You know, I had told my, um, my sister and my brother, because they all know how much I wanted to surf. And my kids knew. 
Um, but I kind of didn't tell anybody until like two weeks before <laughs> and people were like, you're going where you're doing what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. So I, and for me, that's interesting. Cause I'm, I pretty much live my life as an open book. Like, you know, people will ask me, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, here's the drama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for this particular thing, I, I kept it close to the vest and I think it, it really kind of speaks to the significance it was to me in my life. And if someone came to you and said, I- I've been thinking about surfing, right? It's something I've had in my brain or, you know, you- you're telling your story and someone gets inspired and says, oh, I'd like to do that. What's the one thing you would like say to them? You need to do X if you're going to go do this. What's the X? Hmm. That's a really good question. And besides just do it, right? Yeah, besides, exactly. Besides That's- Nike slogan. Because everybody <laughs> wants to say that. Right? I would say where do you want to make this memory? Because Mm. there's really great surfing. There's, you know, you can surf all over the world. I mean, you can even go to Scotland and, (laughs) you know, you'll be wearing a a wetsuit, right? But really like, where do you want this memory to have to happen? Because you can learn to surf pretty much anywhere. And based on that, then I would say, look for a school um, that would teach that to you and commit to that process. And, something you learn when you're surfing is like, you just have to commit to the wave. Like once you're in it, you just, (laughs) you're in it. You can't go back. You say, yeah, I'm doing this. And you just pedal hard until you're on the wave. So that would be the same approach is just once you've decided where, because it's such an incredible feeling, like what you have with the ocean is so incredible. So think about what, what is the surrounding that you want to, do you want to feel warm in the water? Do you want to feel alive? Do you want to feel that you're looking at beautiful scenery? Like, what is it that you want to experience and then commit to it? Nice. You mentioned a few things, but, but looking back at the whole week, what's like one of the things that stands out most for you about the experience that, that really like was a wow Oh man, it was my last wave. So we did a sunset um, surf in and most times we had just done morning surfing. And so we spent the whole day and I think, you know, my arms were so sore. Like I had done a lot of push-ups and everything in preparation for this, but (laughs) nothing prepared for how sore my arms were on that final day after five days of surfing. And um, the rule was that once the sun went down, you just catch the next wave that's good and you just, you ride it in. And if it's not a great wa- ride, then too bad. Like you just paddle right. in. So I caught a wave and I was, you know, standing up and I was starting to learn to turn and everything. So I was doing a little bit of moves and I completely fell off my board. And I was like, oh man, like that's my last ride. I was, you know, taking a moment to be bummed out. And then I was like, Holly, you just spent a week in Maui <laughs> learning to surf. You saw whales, you saw all these incredible things. Like, really, you're going to let this ruin your moment. And I was like, no. So I got on my board, you know, I'm just paddling back into shore. And, um, and for me, I just took a moment to thank God. I was like, thank you. You know, thank you God for creation. And this is so beautiful. And then I took a moment and thanked the ocean. I was like, thanks for being my buddy this week, ocean. Like you really had me and thanks so much. And um, I was paddling in and then all of a sudden I just heard the curl of a wave and I just realized like I could catch it. (laughs) You looked over your shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) And I just went for it and I rode up, got up on this wave and I like rode it all the way into the shore. It was like the best ride ever. All my friends were screaming and they're like, oh, it was so like it was 
every moment that you'd want to have on a trip like this, it was all that on this board. It was just so incredible. I was so proud of myself. I so proud of my body and what it was able to do. I was, it was just the best moment. And I, I relive that moment quite often in my heart. That's incredible. Holly, what's something else that you'd like to cross off your bucket list? Oh my goodness. Well, I mentioned I have exchange students, so um, I want to go visit them. One is in Germany and one is in Turkey. And I definitely want to go and spend um, some time with both of them because I love them very much. What would you hope from gaining from doing that experience? What would be the the outcome that you would wish to see if you were able to do that? Oh my goodness. Oh, no, it will happen. I will be able to because now I know how to set a goal and go after it, right? There you go. Um, but I think what I am really looking forward to is getting to know um, my students in their um in their home environment. Mm. You know, they came into my home and and they got to experience Canada and really became a family member. So I would really love to see who they are and how they live, uh, where they're from. That's awesome. Holly, where can folks find you online and what do you do there? Yeah, so hollycwilliams.com. I'm a conversion copywriter and I love to help people learn how to make high converting uh, emails for their business. And so I have a thing called the story flow method. And I teach people how to basically take any story from their life and turn it into an email that they can use to uh, increase revenue in their business. And where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Hollycwilliams.com or on Instagram at the Holly C. Williams. Awesome. I will make sure I put those in the show notes so that people can find them right away. And I'll okay. also put in the the Maui Surfer Girls information as well. It sounds yeah. like they're an outstanding outfit. So I'll make sure oh, I do that incredible. as well. Incredible. Yeah. Holly, thank you so much for being here. And I hope you uh, get to visit Germany and Turkey real soon. Thank you so much. 